It's Paisley Stew. Talking to my sock, baby. <laughs> hey, this is Steve. And this is Jason. We invited some friends over to read our screenplay of a film that will probably never be made. It's based on our early life and even includes original songs we wrote and recorded back in the day. This is raw, uncut and far from perfect. Our friends were reading the script for the first time and there are stuff-ups and diversions galore. There's the occasional canned laughter in the bits that we thought were hilarious and nobody else did. Or when Steve told me to. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. We, we hope, hope you enjoy, enjoy our masterpiece, masterpiece as, as much as we do. Paisley Stew! It's the late 80s. Suburban Melbourne, Australia. Stew is bored and just disenchanted. He has big dreams but no means of realising them. Then he stumbles upon his neighbour's intriguing world. JD's life bursts with creativity, chaos and dysfunction. This is exactly the spark Stu needs. As their unlikely friendship grows, the pair navigates musical highs and lows, murky family dramas, tricky romances, snails, and even the fantastical realm of the supernatural. Will Stu keep his head as things become stranger, deadlier, and darker in this delightful retro tragic comedy? In the words of his sleazy workmate, Kurt, Stu's a bit of a dickhead but he knows what he wants. Stu's house, back garden, sunny afternoon. Stu mows the lawn as he listens to the aforementioned song from the Scout Hall gig on his Walkman. He makes a couple of passes, but the grass doesn't appear to be getting any shorter. In the foreground, Chris lays in a hammock, smoking a joint and writing on a notepad. Eventually, Stu realises that nothing is, is happening, so he turns off the mower and puts it over on its side. Ah, no blades. How about that? (laughs) Chris shakes her head dismissively. Stu walks to the garage, returning with a toolbox and blades, which he sets about attaching. Ron approaches Chris with a tray holding three orange cordials with straws. He places the drinks on a table and hands a glass to Chris, taking one for himself. You know that stuff will kill ya. It's completely herbal, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> smells a bit funny. Ah, uh, it's what all the jazz guys smoke. You never see young jazz musos, do ya? They all seem to lead lo- long, productive lives. So, so what you got there? What are you writing there, Chrissy? Ah, uh, nothing special. Looks like a poem. Just some ideas for a song. Come on, show us then. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay then. They came across the fields, two men with a purpose. They could smell the pears and apples as they walked through the orchard. Then they saw the house. Mmm. Looks good. Looking forward to hearing it. Ron becomes Mm. properly aware of Stu now. So what's Stewie doing anyway? Uh, I have no idea. (laughs) Stewie, cordial. Stu looks up, notices the drinks and walks over. Thirsty work, this. Hillary appears on the veranda. Chris! (laughs) Phone call! 
Chris gets up out of the hammock and makes her way toward the house, past the mower. She flicks her spliff butt, immediately starting a petrol fire. The lawnmower goes wa-boom! Whoa! Chris wash- rushes to a nearby hose and turns it on the fire. This only makes the flames go higher. Yeah. Chris! No! Hillary reappears with a large fire blanket. Over here, love! Quick! Hillary hands the blanket to her husband, who promptly smothers the fire. Afterward, everyone stands around, reflecting for a moment. <sighs> Stewie, put this in the garage with the rest of them. TV station, day. JD, Stu and Chris record a sting to promote the Rad Town Community TV show. Hey, Groovers, you're watching... Rad Town... <laughs> Jason's getting the rum. I was getting a rum. Um, so stay tuned. What, what page? What page? Fifty-six. Fifty-six. Your oh, first line for JD. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned, Russ. Time is money, JD. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Stay, tu- <laughs> stay tuned for us. Tangle Dean. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> TV station, green room, night. Tangled Eve watch their primer on an old TV as they wait to appear on air. The room is actually green and is decorated with framed photos of prized station presenters. Oh, Jesus. JD and Stu laugh. <laughs> oh, they're going Wait a sec. TV station on set. Uh, that, that's right, dudes. Tangled Eve coming up real soon. The presenter's assistant, an 80s-style hip-hop puppet, Scratches the disc on a double turntable. <laughs> TV station, green room, night. Christ. Found religion, eh, Chris? We're gonna need it. From scouts to skaters, who's next? Skinheads? An old lady bustles in carrying a tray laden with a teapot and cups. Oh, the old lady. Oh, Fancy some tea, boys? The old lady begins pouring three cups of tea, incredibly slowly, with shaky hands. Does anyone else want a tea? <laughs> <laughs> My favourite kind of tea. That's a lot of tea. Thank you. <laughs> it's well different to tea, though. Yeah. yeah. Any, any rubs? How much? Is that strong? Yeah, not like a double shot, but just, just a normal shot, man. Yes, yeah, so I'm happy with the results. So one, one. I don't know. How do I drive? As long as it doesn't kick in before exactly. page 72. Right. I live there, right? So. <laughs> before page 72, whatever comes first. <laughs> okay. Sleeping under the table, I'm thinking. It's <clears throat> a nice glass. It's got an inside and an outside. Yeah. Yeah. Very clever how that happens. So what are we up to? Yeah. The old lady well, saying fancy some tea. So you don't drink as much as you probably Yes. Uh, with, yeah, no, it's for the cups. Yeah, it's for heat. But you feel as though you're drinking more, so you drink a bit less. Right. Which yeah. is better for tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thanks, buddy. So I have two. Oh, <laughs> they do feel weird. Yeah. <laughs> Touch it. It's like I'm holding it in thin air. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Is that breaking you out? Uh, no, really. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice one. 
Yeah. 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 It's the narrator's turn to say the old lady just begins the old, pouring yeah, three exactly. cups of tea. Yeah. yeah. All right. Because they won't yeah. get your thing yeah, that right, you did yeah. before. It won't mm. be as cool. <laughs> Paisley Stew is sponsored by Owsley Burrows. Owsley Burrows. Barrows, half man, half animal, half legend. Yeah. Yeah. And now back to our normal programming. The old lady begins pouring three cups of tea incredibly slowly with shaky hands. Stu, JD, and Chris are silent looking at each other bemused until the first cup is finally poured. Hey, I've got some cookies to go with that tea. Oh, biscuits! Oh, that's lovely! No one, no one ever brings biscuits anymore. Are you sure we've got time for um, biscuits before we perform? Oh, there's always time for biscuits! <laughs> my boy Harold used to love my biggies. May he rest in peace. <laughs> Well, we're right, JD. Sorry, I, I only bought three. Oh, next time think of me. Good luck, boys. Chris sighs and rolls her eyes again as the old lady leaves. <laughs> <laughs> so, how long till they take effect? Uh, we've got about an hour till they really hit in. Cool. Time lapse of green room becoming gradually darker green as Stu, JD and Chris change positions on the couch and become progressively more slouched. <laughs> the door opens with a creak. Three heads turn toward it in unison. Poking her head yeah. around oh, the right. yeah. <laughs> Tangled Eve, you've been bumped for 30 minutes. Door closes. What about a beat? Do we do a beat? Oh, I think that means a slight a pause. pause. Yeah. Oh, right. Look, see, I'm just realising now. See, it even says in brackets, realising. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Time lapse restarts. That beat was a bit long. <laughs> Time lapse restarts. Tangled Eve are restless now, assuming numerous different positions on the couch. People in posters on the wall move imperceptibly. The room becomes even more emerald green and sparkly. Green smoke gradually falls from above, filling the room, obscuring everything. TV station on set. Green smoke covers everything, with the members of Tangled Eve occasionally visible through the haze. The opening bars of Chris's song 
written in the backyard, ring out. It is a slow building Doors style tune, bass heavy, spooky and atmospheric. As the song progresses, vignettes of themes portrayed in the lyrics emerge from the fog as if we are traveling through it. This is, a, this is a creative high point for the band. There is a sense it is their magnum opus. <laughs> Series of images. <laughs> Two men walking across a field, one holding a shotgun. A family laughing together. A big white house. A door being broken into. A child asleep in a bedroom. A man and a woman being menaced in bed with a shotgun. TV station, green room. Tangled Eve are buzzing after the success of their performance. The magnum opus continues. Thanks. Oh, I think that might be you. Oh. <laughs> Casually snacking. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Looking off into the building. <laughs> Thinking, my work is done. Great, dude. Oh, that's great, dudes. We'll have to get you back. Thanks. We'll definitely. The door opens and the old lady enters, interrupting Stu. A phone call for James? Everyone looks around, wondering who James is. Hey, that's me. JD scuttles out of the room to take the call, as Stu and Chris remain confused about JD's real name. TV station, small room. <laughs> JD picks up a telephone and puts it to his ear. Hello? Hang on, the magnum opus continues. The magnum opus continues. Oh. <laughs> Just to drop that word. You haven't, yeah, got, I know. you haven't got pages to turn. You can just. That's easy. I know. Why don't you get with the times, Lockheed? All I have to do is press the button. So. Shh. Hello? James, listen. He's really done it this time. What? He's got the gun. Just get on quick. The phone goes dead. JD is shocked. The middle eight to the magnum opus. Sorry, do it again. The middle eight to the magnum opus rises up with intensity. Chris's car, night. Pre-living man continues to add atmosphere. Chris drives as she, Stu and JD travel slowly back to JD's house through thick fog. It seems to permeate the vehicle. They are really feeling the intensity of the dope cookies now. When they talk, there are prolonged intense stone silence between their responses. What's he going to do with the gun? Don't know. Are the cops involved? I don't know. Should we call the cops? I don't know. What are we supposed to do? I don't know. Let's just get there. Can you drive faster? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> the description needs to be put in there for that one. <laughs> I think so, just asking. One family's about to get murdered and said no. Nah. <laughs> it's the stone though, like a... It's a serious one. Yeah, yeah, nah. <laughs> St. Elmo Avenue, JD's house, night. Free living man still plays as Chris pulls in behind a police car. The fog is subsiding now. All is still and quiet. The trio walks slowly toward the house with a sense of foreboding. JD crunches on glass. He looks down, squints, then recognises something. Penelope's goldfish. They proceed to the front door, which is ajar. JD looks up at the empty gun rack as he enters. The .22 calibre rifle is missing. This is you. 
cop. I'm a policeman. Yes. <laughs> Can I help you? Uh, where's my mum? Um, I'm James. In there, son. JD, Stu and Chris find Aileen and Renee in the kitchen, as well as a policewoman. Renee sits on her mother's lap, looking scared and shocked. Where's Penelope? Oh, It's still my moment. There is a three-quarter finished bottle of rum on the counter. Which is the and problem half... for that, reason for that little interruption in the first place. Yeah. Oh, how mm. apt. There is a three-quarter finished bottle of rum on the counter and half-eaten dinners on the table. I bet there's more. JD sits next to his mum. Where's Penelope? What happened? Is everyone all right? Your dad found this. Close on the pregnancy stick. It shows negative. But it says negative. That means she's not pregnant. Stu nudges Chris to look out the window. The swimming pool is filled with Penelope's clothes. Well, your dad didn't see it that way. So is Penelope safe? Where is she? At this, JD's mum breaks down in tears. The policewoman steps forward. Your sister's whereabouts is currently unknown. Your father and the weapon... Let's start again. Your sister's whereabouts is currently unknown. Your father's and... Oh, fuck. I don't even know if I can do the policewoman. Who wants to be a policewoman? I'm stoned at the moment. I'm really so stoned. All right. Your father's and the weapon's whereabouts. Oh, okay, cool. Right. Your sister's whereabouts is currently unknown. Your father's and the weapon's whereabouts are currently unknown. We have two cars searching the local area and another one is on its way to move your family to a safe place. JD looks past the officers to his mum. Do I have to go too? Can I stay with Chris and Stu? Aileen looks at the police for approval. Just uh, leave a contact number and stay away from this house. It's okay. I know the number. I'm Officer Matthews, if you hear anything. JD's house, front garden, night. Stu, JD and Chris have begun walking to Stu and Chris's house. I want to find them. Better leave the car here. We're still pretty stoned. I know where she'll be, remember? The three break into a run. The creek, night. Forgiven man has... The magnum opus. ...reached a crescendo. The trio struggle as they push their way through foliage. From time to time, they lose their way in the darkness. They are very stoned and disorientated. Disoriented. You didn't well, disorientated, as well. Yeah, but, <laughs> but it's still wrong. You can't. Well, which one are you choosing? Second you one. Disoriented. <laughs> the trio struggle as they push their way through foliage. From time to time, they lose their way in the darkness. They are very stoned and disoriented. Eventually, they reach their spot at the creek, out of breath. They scan the area, but to no avail. They slump onto a log, deflated. Suddenly, there is a sharp, loud rustling sound, startling the trio. A possum scurries down a tree, in silhouette. There is general relief all around at the alarm. What now? Should we call out? Better not. What if Dad hears us? The magnum opus winds down to nothing. There are only forest sounds now. The trio settles onto a log. They wait in their drugged state. After a while, the trees begin to shimmer and colours become enhanced. Whoa. Suddenly, an atmospheric ripple. 
like a pebble thrown into a pond, but in reverse, centers in on the trio. The energy creates a protective dome around them. Everything inside the dome is still and clear, while outside, fog and trees still move. The trio senses a presence. A subtle light appears on their faces. The dead girl appears before them, wearing a simple orange dress. The dead girl smiles. I know you. Yes, Christine. You're Eve. You helped me once. And you helped me. You found me. Chris looks confused. Right here. You were very young. After a moment, a look of understanding crosses Chris's face. My teachers told me to stay away. Then there were ambulances and police. You're the dead girl. Eve. Eve smiles benignly. We're looking for someone. Penelope. Yes, she's not here. This is not a good place at night, especially tonight. Is Roy close by? Yes, but you're safe. James, you know where she is. JD looks confused at first and then becomes thoughtful. <laughs> Stu, things are changing for you. Your instincts are correct. Stu nods slowly. Chris leans forward on the log expectantly. Chris, I was a lot like you. You're 18 now. So was I when you found me. You know what you need to do. The trio are silent in their thoughts. Suddenly, I know where she is. Eve smiles mysteriously and recedes back into fog, which then clears, becoming a still clear night. It's Steve and Jason again. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Paisley Stew. If you feel any kind of urge to get in touch with us, send an email to paisleystew at gmail.com. No dick pics. <laughs> thanks, thanks to our friends Bo, Matt, Belinda, Belinda Jane, Jane and Cam. And, and thank, thank you, you for, for listening. listening.